It's DTS 190, and the Nightfall scoring arrives this week, but the development update has changed the release date of a couple of things coming down the pipeline later this year. All that and more coming up. You're listening to Destiny The Show. What's good, everyone, and welcome to Destiny the Show, the Destiny News Podcast to keep you, the Guardian, ahead of the curve in the world of Destiny. I am BBK Dragoon. I'm joined, as always, by my great co-host, Diddy. Dude, we are 10 shows away from 200 weeks in a row of Destiny podcasts. That's crazy. That's insane. Name something that you've done 200 weeks in a row. Nothing. I mean, shower, hopefully. (laughs) My goodness, dude. That's... That's a perfect like record for 200 weeks. I'm really stoked on that and stoked for our listeners. I know I'm like patting ourselves on the back, but I was just that number is coming up so quickly that it's like, wow, where did time go? Yeah, I think it's a great opportunity for our listeners to chime in either on Twitter or Discord when the last or the, when you join DTS, you know, let's let's think of some things that we could do for episode 200. Get some ideas from the community. Let us know. Discord.me slash Destiny the Show and Twitter.com slash Destiny the Show as well. Let us know. Also, our website, we've got a contact form for you to fill out. Let us know. We want to know what you you guys think. Yeah. So, do you have a good week? I know you were doing a lot of stuff for work. Yeah, I traveled this past week for work. Um, and it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I, man, this... This new job, I've been there less than a year, is fantastic. I mean, I I really feel valued, and that's that's a really good thing at a job, yeah. you know, in in a career. So very happy. Feeling feeling not like you're <laughs> you're excited <laughs> to be there is what I'm saying. Like you're really stoked to be there, and that changes the whole attitude of everything. Yeah. So the difference is, I'm happy to yeah. do the work every single day. Mm-hmm. I'm happy yeah. to be busy. Previous places, I was just I was so depressed. Like, man. I have to go back and deal with them again today. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's not healthy, right? You can't keep that up for too long. Um, no. But so yeah, now, I'm, I'm very happy where I am. Yeah. I'm glad the trip went well. This last week, we had a handful of things talked about from Bungie. Some timelines shifted for the development update. Some things moving up in time, most things moving back in time. And that's referring to the roadmap kind of that we got back in, I think it was early February, late January mm-hmm. for what's coming down for Destiny 2, and then we also have the Nightfall scoring stuff happening this week. It's a rather light news week, so we may talk a little bit about some of the other games that we're enjoying to play right now. I know lots of Monster Hunter still on my end, (laughs) and I know you're still digging deep into Overwatch and a couple of other games with Sanic, so why don't we just go into the news? News! All right, this week at Bungie, Diddy, what are the big highlights, the big standouts from this one? So obviously they directed us towards the development update, which we'll get to in a little bit. But uh, for starters, this week, uh, Destiny Update 1.1.3 is coming out and it's introducing Nightfall Strike Scoring, which is uh, and the first version of the Prestige Nightfall Challenge card with Emblem Variants. So that's very exciting. Mm-hmm. And we talked about the Nightfall Scoring system in two shows ago, I believe. I'm actually excited for this one, to be honest with you. And they showed off the new cards the new emblem cards with the different variants and the new stats that are associated with each one what are the details on those 
So first off, they're, they're collapsing the auras into the emblems themselves. So you don't have to, so they're not gonna be standalone items anymore. So whenever you're wearing that emblem, you will get that aura there. Uh, existing raid trials and new uh, nightfall emblems will provide an existing aura uh, effects to players and future emblems can now roll out new effects as well. And then for example, on the auras, if you go flawless or do a prestige clear to activate those, auras that, that's how you do it you know and then the variance by the way five or six per emblem and they're going to be introduced to allow visible achievement without losing the recognizable identity of the emblem so you're not locked into that specific emblem to showcase or use that aura or showcase that score um, for example the new crucible kills emblem unlocks new uh, or some fun quote-unquote class foe variations after you down a thousand guardians of that specific class so warlock titan hunter after you defeat a thousand of those in the crucible that score will start to show up or that variant will unlock on that emblem mm -hmm. some of these new auras will also come with fire team bonuses the nightfall strikes they have their you know emblem associated with a particular strike and these emblems display your highest personal score within that particular uh nightfall strike in the future they say they hope to display your clan's high score as well these emblems these nightfall ones have several variants as well which drop from that specific nightfall but in some cases only above certain score thresholds so we've, we've talked about that where there are going to be multiple score thresholds available and those are going to be different variants of the particular emblem for another example the pyramidian strike emblem we got to take a look at here in this week's twab and i really love the way that it looks but it shows your personal best score as well as bonus threshold and then you have the grayed out applies a purple crown aura noticeably that's your aura that's associated with that nightfall and then it looks like something great out here, increased Vanguard token drops for you and your fire team in this strike. That's if you make it above the score threshold that they set. Whew, long story, but man, these emblems look pretty cool, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's nice to have something to grind for on a weekly basis, of course. I would honestly prefer, you know, strike-specific weapons or gear as opposed to this cosmetic emblem, but it's something, you know, it's it's a small step towards what we're really looking for, which is that uh, emojin, uh, that, that hand cannon, that strike specific hand cannon that we all went for, uh, after the Taken King. Yeah. And that's part of the delay here is the Nightfall Strike unique rewards have been moved out to patch 114 and timeline wise, 114 is slated for March 27th. So that got pushed back one month. I'm, I'm fine if the rewards look awesome and the month delay is justified, but the idea here, I think you mentioned in the pre-show, Diddy, when you look at the Crucible emblem, if you guys are listening to us and just build this in your mind. You've got under your crucible emblem, lifetime crucible kills with the stat right there. Hunters defeated, titans defeated, warlocks defeated. They could expand that even further and throw additional stats into there, like how many countdown games you've won or whatnot. But that yeah. concept permeated across the entire game is a concept that really feels like it would have been hugely victorious if it came out at launch. Yeah, uh, I totally agree. Like, th this is an addition that we would have been really grateful for right at launch. Obviously, we're grateful for it now. But on that note, it just made me think of, for example, like a flawless emblem, right? Should you how many times you've been flawless. But in addition to that, how many times you've planted the bomb, if it's, if it's that type, and how many guardians you've defeated of which type, so you can show if you're a slayer or an objective player or defend it, right? I think that would mm -hmm. be great as well. 
yeah, there's there's big opportunity, and they do note that this is the first iteration of these emblems. So keep expanding it. I think it's a great like foundation, great start. Another one of those things like we've talked about, Diddy, where definitely feels like they probably had this on a notepad somewhere in the bungee offices, but it got slated back, not able for D2 launch just because of time constraints or you know that reboot that's so rumored halfway through. <laughs> I'm excited. I think this will bring me back for a, a weekly play session with Destiny 2. I've kind of been on break the last, I would say, month or so. You as well. We've just sort of been dipping our feet in when we want to play. For Crimson Doubles, we came back, of course. But the new Nightfall scoring and these emblems give me a pursuit that I actually care to chase, and these emblems look cool. So all in all, this is a great start to the system. Yep. All right, let us move on to the not-as-fun portion and that is what's getting moved around. Well, I guess it's not fun, but if it works out in their favor, these delays might be worth it instead of rushing something out that isn't completed. So what we had with the development timeline essentially is most things being pushed back. Mods 2.0 looks like it probably has been pushed back to this fall. Doesn't look like it's coming in the Season 3 update. Maybe it's coming after May because our timeline only goes to May, but... That's sort of a disappointment I know for many players. Those unique strike strike rewards pushed back one month. But we are hearing information about Rumble Diddy coming a lot sooner than what we had expected, but maybe in a different rotational format. Yeah, so obviously it's not going to be a static playlist for us to choose. It's going to be in a rotational uh, option uh, <laughs> with, uh, with Mayhem and Iron Banner 66 as well. Um, I do want to talk about really quick about what's coming this week with update 1.1.3, just what to expect. We already touched on a few things there. Obviously, yeah. the Nightfall scoring and the high score tracking. Also, the, the different emblem variant, variants with the Destinations, the Crucible, the Nightfall as well. Fireteam members on the Destination map that's coming with this update as well. Uh, PC public text chat. Remember, you have to opt in, not opt out to see that as well. And the companion mod slash shader interactions there um, on the companion app, as well as uh, an asterisked uh, prestige nightfall challenge cards uh, coming, a uh, version one. So that's uh, going to be coming out a little bit later. Mm -hmm. Also, um, mod system improvements. Here's their quote from Bungie to be officially clear: Mod system improvements are also still planned, but will not be available when 1.2.0 is released and 1.2.0 of course is may and that's when we're getting uh season three as well as expansion number two all right a few things i want to hit on here diddy the rotational crucible playlist they mention iron banner 6v6 right we have mayhem returning to the fray and then rumble i'm very excited to see the idea of a weekly rotational playlist coming back mayhem being a perfect fit for that kind of a, a, a rotational slot I am deeply disappointed that Rumble is going to be relegated to a weekly rotational playlist and not a permanent one. I love Free For All. It is a great game type to improve at as a player. And if your friends aren't on, I feel like it's probably the most fair playlist that you can go in and demonstrate 1v1 skill and really have it out. And a lot of times I go into Rumble and I don't do well, but it's a perfect meat grinder to improve. And I never feel like I'm getting killed by things that are out of my control whereas i know you have those experiences where you're in an, an entire solo queue team you get put against a team stacked of four they communicate they bowl you over and there's nothing you can do about it so rumble being weekly i would be totally dishonest if i didn't say i'm very disappointed about it being a rotational playlist 
Yeah, I'll definitely agree there. I mean, I myself am more of a solo queue player just in general. And, you know, with 4v4 Crucible right now, it's it's difficult. And with a Rumble playlist, it's it's on you whether you do well or not, right? Obviously, yeah, some spawns can be wanky and some other things, right? It feels like 1v5 sometimes. But mm-hmm. yeah. Rumble is the true test of individual skill. And I really, really enjoy that. You know, yeah, you can still go in with some friends, hopefully, and, you know, just have it out see who comes out on top i think that would be great but like you said having this relegated to only a weekly and not being able to play it all the time if i only want to play rumble then that means i'm not able to play every single week because it just won't be there sometimes so mm-hmm. also in the timeline exotic weapons and armor sandbox changes are coming now in may and that is still a floating date that is a date that is subject <laughs> to change weapon and ability sandbox changes are coming though one month later March 27th. So in one month, we should have an updated sandbox with some changes that might hopefully shake up the Crucible meta. Now, Diddy, you were pointing out that is basically seven months without a substantial sandbox patch to change the meta. That's a pretty long time when you think about it. I'm getting memories of Thornpocalypse here. (laughs) That's more than a year, right? That's If we think about other game developers who do consistent meta-changing balance updates on uh, how often do they do that, right? Let's think of Blizzard and Overwatch, for example. They have they usually do balance changes on a competitive season rotation, which is two months and then a week off. So that's two and a half months between some balance changes. And with Destiny, seven months between a balance change, I think that's way too long. Now, I'm not trying to... Don't discount. They did implement a patch back in December, but it really had very little impact on the meta. Yeah, it was, it was a w- minor patch. Yeah, exactly. And, and same thing with Blizzard, right? To be fair, but let's be fair. Some of the Blizzard balanced patches for Overwatch have not been as substantial, right? They just yeah. recently patched Mercy, so she's not picked in every single game, right? And that was, that was probably five or six months of, we have to have Mercy, otherwise we're going to lose. And that was just awful for competitive, you know, structure but anyways like so yeah i mean but i just think seven months is way too long for a balance pass for a substantial one at least yeah and again i'm we're using the comparison with overwatch because activision blizzard tied together at a company they've got some shared resources in terms of knowledge that they could be collaborating with on you've got the ptr with overwatch and they're very regularly pushing new things to the ptr for players to test out change and give feedback on so the players who are deeply invested in Overwatch can engage with the changes in an ongoing nature that's more frequent than just two to three months and also sound off on the forums with direct feedback about those changes, whereas we've seen the Sandbox guys sort of huddled in a bunker giving out minor details but not specifics with no PTR option to be able to play. I don't know if there's the tech ever for that to exist with Destiny 2, but it's the Destiny 2 is on PC, and I do feel like there's an expectation now for it to kind of catch up to its <laughs> competitors. It feels a little bit in the dark ages. Yeah, I really hope that we see some type of public test environment for Destiny 2 because it's those kinds of things that would have caught you know, the Prometheus Lens bug, the overpoweredness of it in Crucible before it launched, and they would have been able to say, okay, that's an issue, let's take a look at that. And they would have been able to start working on the bug sooner rather than later, rather than just 
the, having the solution or the band-aid be, oh yeah, just have Zur sell it so everyone can get it. <laughs> yeah. That weekend for trials. Um, kind of pivoting there, I do want to say this is the, of course, the second developer update that we've got from uh, Bungie using the the graphic with the four columns. After this week, that's two columns down. That's 50% of the screen there. I really hope we see some of those columns move over. So I, we keep the left column saying patch 1.3 was deployed. <laughs> Here's the next three, right? I'm just uh, saying, Bungie, yeah. keep us updated. I want to see what comes after May, right? Because E3 is in June. Presumably, that's when they make some type of announcement about the fall content. Hopefully, there's a Destiny update between May and presumably September, November. Hopefully. I mean, I just, I want to keep that communication rolling. Like, I'm really happy they updated this, as I mentioned earlier. But let's let's keep it updated and uh, let me know what's coming next. You didn't like their high school level padding their 500 word essay by saying destination emblem variants crucible emblem variants nightfall <laughs> emblem variants instead of just said, saying emblem variants emblem variants and then in parentheses crucible nightfall and yeah that, <laughs> come on guys by the way if you're in college right now sometimes if you search for all the periods in the in the paragraph or in the paper put them up to 13 or 14 size font that makes your paper go longer I think that would work in high school. I don't think that would work in college. Because it did not I work have... in college, to be fair. Yeah. I tried it, and they said, yeah, this spacing is off. WTF. <laughs> oh, dude, you got caught. Dun, dun, dun. I wouldn't mess around draft, with that. So they, okay. It was like, all right, well, I tried. Hmm. I wonder what happened, <laughs> Professor. I have Because I've heard that tip from so many people now that I have to bet professors totally know it. And the other thing is... If you send them the Word doc and they like word count it, they're going to know pretty quick. I mean, if you're dealing yeah. with how many, you're reading 18 pages of all your students over and over again. <laughs> Sidetrack, what was the longest paper you had to write while you were at university? 12 pages minimum. Not that minimum, long. Minimum 12? Yeah. I don't Dang. think that was very long. But I did have a professor, a rhetoric professor, who required maximum two paragraphs per page. So like, oh my if, you th thought, if you think about that, that is really difficult to pull off because it's just like, you're so worried about getting the spacing right yeah. that you're not worried about the content at all. So you're like, okay, I need eight sentences in this paragraph. So, oh, yeah. wait, but the format there is, it's, it was a pain in the butt. Oh man. We could I do a whole show paper. on that rhetoric professor, by the way, I would be happy to. <laughs> that maybe rhetoric the show. Boom. There it is. <laughs> Uh, I had a 15 page research paper once and that was like the biggest it got but most were probably like seven to nine I would think the longer they got the harder they were to do because you had to be like man that is so much more research anyway last thing I wanted to talk about here before we transition into other games that we're playing right now talking about those the mod 2.0 system being pushed beyond 1.2.0 so that means being pushed beyond May presumably we think this is now going to be put with the Taken Queen this fall Okay, or the dawn of season. Man, the way they do seasons is so weird because of the way the <laughs> year is split up. Like, we're not going to probably have... What are they going to do when the Taken Queen gets here? Are we just going to go season 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10? Or are we just going to start, like, season 1.1? Oh, I'm sorry. I just got totally derailed there. <laughs> I am disappointed that Mods 2.0 is being delayed. And there's yeah. no other way to say it. I am, but... 
if it was sucking and it was horrible, go, go fix it and make it work. I just mean their timeline. It's exactly what we said when we when January first rolled around. It's going to take until fall before this game gets kind of back to D one standards. It it is we're at a weird spot with Destiny two right now because every other game before it comes out, we say. If they delay it, that means they're making it better, right? That means yeah. that we want them to delay games rather than release an unfinished product. Yep. But now with Destiny 2, it's like, man, we want more content. Give it to us sooner. Stop delaying stuff. And with the mods 2.0, it's it's very strange, right? Because they introduced the system in Destiny 2 and they already have to rework it. And they want to make it good. I get that. And obviously that means a delay, but when are you delaying it, right? Is it until the Taken Queen, which is a whole summer without, or if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, a winter, without a Destiny update uh, with that kind of thing? Maybe that's maybe that's the summer update before the Taken Queen or winter if you're in the Southern Hemisphere again. Australians, of course, got to keep them in mind. But I think, I don't know, it's, it's just weird right now. It's like, I want to say delay it to make it better. But I also want more Destiny content so I can keep playing Destiny because it's a great game. It's it's a great universe and a great game that I want to keep playing, but I have no reason to right now. You you bit your tongue there. You were about to throw in the Destiny one is a great game. D two has huge potential, <laughs> and we enjoyed the first like thirty five hours of it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I have nothing really of substance to add to that other than I think you're right. The community has run out of patience though because there were large moments in D1 where we had these dry spells and sometimes the patches delivered, especially near the end, but in the earlier days there were really big content drought gaps, but there were subsystems in place yep. like the perk rolls that could help incentivize you to keep playing. Crucible, I think it's subjective of course, but I think most players would say Crucible in D1 was a heck of a lot more fun, which helped survive those content droughts. If they... Man, if much more of the stuff from the dev roadmap gets pushed back till this fall, it is going to be an even Rough. worse barren wasteland yeah. than it is right now in terms of population. I mean, if you keep looking at the trials reports numbers, it's bleak. <laughs> it's very bleak. <laughs> Destiny 1 content drought was definitely, definitely seasonal, right? It was right after House of Wolves. House of Wolves lasted a couple weeks because Skolas, even though it was a great fight, did not hold people the entire summer. And that's when but trials Thorn, did though. And that's trials when Thorn Apocalypse and Trials as well came into play, right? That's mm -hmm. when it was prime. That's when it was so uh there, right? So active. And then you had the Taken King. Taken King was a great expansion, right? But then it was another year before yes. we got Rise of Iron. Rise of Iron. That's a really long time without any DLC or a development update. Obviously, there were patches in between. Man, if we go May until Taken Queen without a substantial development update, it's going to feel like a year, like the Taken King to Rise of Iron. It's it's going to feel, it's going to hurt. The first year of Destiny 1 was a pure joy for me. I'm not saying it was all I want to get on and play every single day, 
but that first year of vanilla the discovery into dark below which the only thing we really played regularly with dark below you and i was crotus and but that was a fun raid to do on the weekly basis into house of wolves which granted that was a long period of time but it gave me enough flexibility to get all three characters maxed out we started doing weird challenge things like you were doing double crota all the time like two player crota's end mm-hmm. and then house of wolves releases and trials was transformative for the game in my opinion especially for twitch that was the yes. lifeblood of that game for a long time on twitch then you have the taken king which honestly for at least the first two and a half months was such a behemoth it just King's totally fine-tuned things yeah if you wanted to run King's Fall, all right, do I have two hours to commit? All right, yes. let's do it. <laughs> it was a serious duty raid. You needed people who, now, Grant, we've done it enough at this point where it's not like the same level, but in the initial days, you wanted people to have some familiarity with those fights, right? We took seven hours on Golgoth the first time as soon as it launched without pushing any guides, figuring it out for ourselves and actually getting blind, yeah. down. Seven hours because we just couldn't get the timing right. And we finally did it. That mm, first time we beat Golgoth, best highlight of Destiny 1 for me, in my opinion. That was fun. I remember watching you guys stream that through the DTS stream, Pineapple Boys in tow. That was, (laughs) they were good times. And uh, maybe D2 can get to that point where there's this sort of renaissance or this rebirth of the game. But I have... uh, (laughs) Confidence is minimal in terms of timelines right now. Eventually, yeah. But... uh, in a timely manner, I have no idea. With that said, Diddy, what have you guys been playing? You and Sanic, I think, play Don't Starve together, right? Yeah, we play Don't Starve together together. <laughs> uh, because there's, there's a, there is a difference. Don't Starve and then Don't Starve together are two separate games, apparently. But uh, we play the multiplayer option, and it's a lot of fun. It's silly, cartoony, but you have to survive. You have to feed yourself. You have to not die. And then sometimes whenever you see a certain enemy, you're like, ooh, got to go the other way. (laughs) You guys are each on PC, right? Is that how it works? Yes. Yep. Yep. So we set up a LAN private server. We just duo on the map and it's, it's, it's a good time. It's it's a lot of fun. Would you recommend it as a co-op game? I would. I think it, I think it'd be really fun as a co-op game. And when you ask that, I'm thinking Twitch, right? I want to, I want to know if it's fun to watch and I would think it is if you have a crew regular crew to play with i think it'd be really great because there are some really funny things that can happen like there's certain settings you can tweak to make it more difficult or less difficult you can turn on uh, like if, if a character dies you could either just keep them dead and have to restart the game or you can revive them after a certain crafting item it's i think it would be a lot of fun yeah that's cool you could do permadeath runs that kind of a thing mm-hmm. yeah exactly. nice i've been playing monster hunter world i know no surprises nice i love that game I'm telling you, I don't know what I've been doing. Not you, playing this <laughs> franchise. Well, I do know why you I didn't have out, a DS. Yeah, I'm glad you said franchise because you recently put out a video about another Monster Hunter game. What was that? Is it the Japanese one? Double Cross. Yeah, so I imported Double Cross, which... Uh, here we go. Monster Hunter Generations came out a few years ago on the 3DS, okay? And then a year later, you had the quote-unquote Ultimate Edition coming out, Double Cross. Now, Double Cross only released in Japan, and they have a 3DS version and a Switch version. Switch one came out last fall. They never brought it to the US. They didn't do an English localization, but Switches are completely region free. <laughs> so you can import it and you can play it, and I've been trying to. It is hard. Generations is kind of praised as a more complicated Monster Hunter game, and it is, and it's very menu heavy. And so when I'm playing Double Cross on the Switch, I literally have pages, dozens of pages of translated menu images open 
trying to figure it out. It's not very good, dude. I, uh, you're... I mean, it's a great game, but I am terrible. It's so hard to figure the... out. I can't. Because oh, yeah. the game on your console is just straight Japanese and you don't read or speak Japanese. You have to open the translated menu pages. That is hilariously awesome. That's dedication right there. Dude, it's not lasting. I went right back to world pretty quickly. I'll still play it here and there, but dude, they don't even use certain things that you would think pictures for, like elements, right? Electricity, fire, that kind of stuff. They put a picture, right? That's what they do in Monster. No, 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 no. In this, they use kanji. They use the kanji word for like fire or lightning. And it's just, oh my word. But it is, I've, I've been liking Monster So Hunter. on your resume, you would say, oh yeah, I can speak Japanese. How did you learn Japanese? Monster Hunter. I learned it for the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's oh, a man. selling point right there. I can tell you guys how to order the chef's choice platter or the veggie dish from the Palico Cat Chef, and I can tell you what a great jaggy looks like. You know what each element is, right? There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I just popped a keyboard keycap off of my arrow keys. Anyway, where can people find your content, Diddy? Twitter.com slash Diddy, D-T-S, D-I-T-T-Y, D-T-S, and YouTube.com slash Wooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S. Excellent. I did say the Discord name wrong last week, Diddy, and I edited it out of the show because ah. it was embarrassing, but you were right. You're right. Um, so you can join our Discord, guys, at discord.me slash destinytheshow. That one is correct. You can go to our website, destinytheshow.com, from the show notes from today, or links to our clans as well as the Discord Follow us on Twitter at Destiny the Show. You can follow me on YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch at BBK Dragoon. Have a great week. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you next time.